This is The Antidote on 92.7 FM. government hate mail. I'm never sure about the name of that band. Does it mean that we should send the government hate mail or that they're going to send it to us? Anyway, the antidote is back with another night of music from artists with a Christian worldview. You know, I really enjoy meeting people and talking about, you know, what drives them to do what they do. And of course, that comes up in our interviews. So we've not only featured musicians, but The Antidote has also had a concert photographer, the CEO of a rock magazine, and record producers on. 
Well, a few weeks ago, I was speaking with Stephen Sarrow of the Band on Teachers. You know, we had a really great and long talk about life and music. But Stephen suggested that I meet with the record company that he had joined and speak with their head man, Jesse Jeremiah. Well, Veritas Vinyl is certainly different from the norm and have artists that don't really fit into a typical box. So listening to our chat with Jesse, I think you're going to find it more than interesting. The Antidote is visiting with Jesse Jeremiah of Veritas Vinyl. Thanks for coming on board, Jesse. Yeah, thanks for having me. We've traded emails for a while. It's nice to actually sit down and chat with you. Well, I guess I should fill our listeners in that, no, this isn't a band, but actually a record label. What was it about this end of the business that drew you in? Um, well, I grew up kind of in the punk scene in the Northwest uh, as a, you know, got into it as a pretty young kid, and I was always into that music and played in bands and stuff when I was younger, and uh, it, it felt like home to me, but there was also a lot of stuff going on that I, even as a young kid, I knew, yeah, I shouldn't be around this stuff. And so as I got older and kind of got out of bands, and then I moved to the middle of nowhere, um, we decided that even though we kind of live in the middle of cowboy country, we can still be a part of the scene and help out bands that are still active by putting out some records. And I put out records a couple times, you know, just over the years. And so I had some experience and I certainly had the desire and uh, interest level uh, for the music. And I, I knew of some bands that um, were great bands and had a great message and were it not for their commitment to their own families and things that, you know, if they were willing to tour, they'd have major label support. But obviously it's tough to have a family with a tour and um, coming home to a, a job delivering pizzas and not being able to support a family. Yeah, I guess basically a few years ago, my wife and I just sat down and we were looking at some of the various missionaries we were supporting. And uh, a few of them had kind of changed their scope of what they were doing. And we thought, you know, we're not really... You know, it's not that we don't like these people or what they're doing, but we're not really just in line with it. We don't feel called to kind of support that area. And we briefly talked about just sending money to a, a different band every month so they'd have gas money or, uh, you know, to get to the next show. Um, and then talking with a few of the people uh, that we were considering that with, they said, hey, why don't you put out a record for us instead? Uh, that would help us have something to sell to buy Taco Bell after these shows and have gas money. And... <laughs> but this isn't cowboy music. You said you're in cowboy country, but this <laughs> yeah, is far I, from that. I, uh, yeah, this is not definitely not cowboy music. Um, we started off originally as uh, with full intention of being pretty specifically a punk rock label. And up until recently, I don't think I even really had any punk bands. Uh, We've had a few new additions that I guess are more uh, classified as more kind of classic sounding punk, but it's all definitely heavy. It's all aggressive, and uh, some of it's very progressive, unique um, stuff that I guess couldn't find a home somewhere else. And you're being that adoptive dad for these <laughs> bands? Yeah, I, I guess so.
got to tell you, I love the tagline for your label. In times of universal deceit, speaking truth is a revolutionary act. you got to explain. Uh, well, I didn't come up with that. That's a George Orwell quote. George Orwell, the author of 1984 and a uh, well-known guy, just stuck with me over the years. I, you know, and Veritas is, uh, means truth and a big thing in my that I think about and study and talk about is the concept of absolute truth in our, you know, kind of postmodern society or post postmodern, whatever we want we're calling it now. Truth is slipping away and that's that's a big deal to me on a lot of levels. And well, even from the book nineteen eighty four, I'm paraphrasing, but one of the characters says, Look, if if we can agree that two plus two is four, well we can move forward from there. But if you're gonna tell me two plus two is five and then later tell me it's six uh, if the rules are just going to keep changing, then there's no hope. And I feel that's kind of the the basis of even just conversation. Words are are losing meaning. We tend to think that we can impute meaning into words someone else says to us. You know, the receiver has the power to do that versus the author of the words. And I think that's a very dangerous area to get into. And so that's the emphasis, I guess, on truth as the name and the tagline or slogan or whatever you want to call it. So then do you find that the artists that you've taken on to the label, they also represent that? Yeah, um, we have varying kind of degrees of artists. Um, there's artists on my label that people have approached me and said, I can't believe you signed a non-Christian band. Um, but all the bands that are signed to my label are, you know, air quotes, a Christian band, however you want to describe that. They're Christians, they're in a band. Some of them sing about Jesus, some of them, not as openly. Um, some of them drink, some of them say bad words. Uh, so depending on your level of, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what you, you, maybe you don't think some of my bands are Christian bands, but, um, everybody believes that, uh, we need Jesus and we're lost without it. You know, I, one of my good friends who I became friends with through the label, he doesn't believe in a literal six-day creation. He thinks it's a literary device. I think it is a literal six-day creation. Whatever, we're still friends. We work together. We're putting out music. Um, we try not to get caught up in too many little details, but um, all in all, we would all fall under the basic umbrella of, I guess you'd say, Protestant Christianity. But you're not trying to say that you're a heretic. <laughs> uh, I'm not trying to say that. I've been, <laughs> I guess I've been called that, even though I'm fairly conservative myself but no this is just a joke yeah <laughs> i was just doing that just to try to rub you the wrong way man <laughs> well i think the longer we grow in our relationship with god the more we realize that you know the bible calls us to judge between right and wrong but it never calls us to condemn another person and so you know if my friend believes a little differently on creation than me or uh you know you have someone in your church that has a different sexual orientation than you we're all still people. We're all still created by God. We all still need love. And uh, we as people, the church, are designed to be here to help each other and go through life with each other. Sometimes we get caught up on some differences that I think, with a little better perspective, we would see are rather petty in the grand scheme of things. Don't mean nothing 
of Martyrs from Mortal Monsters. And now we head back to our talk with Jesse. Veritas Vinyl is simply that. It's vinyl, not going digital, but really I guess you're making music how it used to be done. A lot of current bands are heading that way too, but what's the particular attraction of vinyl? Well, um, there's a lot of reasons for it, I think. Uh, I don't know. I think I was 11 or 12. One of the first local kind of concerts I went to as a pretty young kid. I remember seeing this record there, and it was just so cool. And I mean, even before that, I was I was into music, and I would listen to my mom's records, or um, kind of like a book. I I love my Kindle, but um, I love the smell of a book, I love the feel of a book, I love the sound of turning the page, I love falling asleep and having it hit me in the face. Uh, vinyl's kind of like that. It's just it's interactive, and as much as I love my iPod, uh, which I listen to my iPod or, or my iPhone, whatever more than anything else Mm -hmm. but uh, listening to your record is it makes you kind of be involved Uh, the artwork's bigger you take it out you have to turn it over and especially if you're listening to seven inches you know if you're going through a bunch of seven inches one night that's that's what you're doing you're listening to records it's no longer background it's the focal point and it just uh, kind of draws attention to it and records have always been a part of uh, at least the punk scene Um, they never went out of style that was the thing. If you got, if you had a seven inch, then you must be a legit band because somebody, you know, put your music on wax. And it, it lends some credibility to it. I think it's not easy um, to get a record. It's expensive and it's very lengthy. It's time consuming um, and it's kind of exhausting, really. So I guess it, it kind of legitimizes the release and then the experience is a whole different experience. And you know, nerds will argue over sound quality and. Um, that's kind of part of what my job is is dealing with professional audio type stuff and i will say yes i prefer the sound quality of vinyl but digital sounds pretty good as well so um, don't be a snob about it just listen to music however you can
it seems odd that you would start up a label when so many labels are struggling. So is this just passion that drives you? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's certainly, um, I know I've broken even on uh, one of my CD releases and one of my record releases, and that's it. Uh, there's not really any money to be made as a um, punk and hardcore Christian vinyl record label. That's you're, You've narrowed down your market to about 70 people, and, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so there's not a big audience necessarily for everything that we do, but uh, we love doing it, and more importantly than even loving it, we feel like it's what God wants us to do. When I say us, I mean myself, my wife, my family's involved. You know, I have friends that help promote and help me with advice and things. So it really is a handful of people that help me with it. Well, you brought up the point about money because, of course, money has to come into any kind of a business. But I can't figure out your pricing. I mean, if I go to a show, vinyl's selling for usually like 25 bucks. But most of the years are twelve dollars. Here, here I am. I'm sounding like an infomercial. <laughs> but, but seriously, don't you want to make a profit at all? Well, I do. Um, I mean, of course, anybody wants to make a profit. And honestly, our cost per record, like for an LP that we typically sell for about twelve dollars, our cost ends up being you know ten dollars and change typically. Um, sometimes right up eleven. And uh, we were selling them at fifteen and. Um, you know, most people thought the prices were fair. A couple of people thought we were too high priced, but um, I think our records turn out to be as high a quality record as anybody else. We use good pressing plants. We have a good, you know, that whole line of stuff that has to happen to make a record actually exist. We use high quality companies and equipment, and um, I think the product we turn out is good, but we really just want the music out there. A lot of our music that has been pressed on vinyl is free on our Bandcamp page. We just we really want to get it out there. That's our main thing. If we can make money, we can put more records out. As of you know, right now there's, you know, I get a little extra money from some overtime at my you know air quotes real job, and maybe someone else kicks in a few bucks or something, and that's how it gets put out. And the more people buy, the more records we put out. It's basically what it comes down to. We 
moment, you're speaking about looking back into the past. A number of the artists that you have on Veritas, they were, you know, active years ago, stopped recording, and now they seem to be coming back and re-recording again. So I don't know, is it they or is it you that are wanting to sort of reconnect with the past? Um, it's probably both of us, uh, really. Um, I can't even think of who's stopped recording and started again. Uh, well, what about yourself, Grace and Thieves? Oh, yeah. Do you remember um, that band? You have some personal connection with that band, don't you? <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, that's I'm the guitar player and singer. Um, I kind of tried to keep that quiet for a while because I wanted honest feedback on it, but we played in the Northwest for a few years, around 2000-ish, and um, as Veritas Final started getting going again, I started finding more friends and um, Brandon from Indivision Music and said, hey, I, I need songs for this punk rock compilation. I mean, anything you can, I'd really appreciate it. And Grace and Thieves had a bunch of unreleased stuff, and so I sent him a song, and it came out on that comp, and I got... Uh, you know, Sean from Rottweiler and David from Thumper both emailed the Grace and Thieves ad- address and were like, are you signed? What are you guys doing? And everything. And I thought, oh, well, if my two friends who also own Christian punk labels are interested in my band, maybe I should do something. And uh, The drummer we had at the time, who was our longtime drummer uh, back in the 2000s and stuff, he had recently moved back down to Colorado with me. So we did some recording together and our bass player in Oregon just recorded on his own and sent us some tracks and um it just kind of evolved into what it is now which is basically a something fun we like to do in a a studio project and not really much more beyond that but you're having fun with it we are it's a lot of fun and it's fun to still play music and that's fun that's exciting but it's you know just a largely studio project we don't have any plans to play live because we're literally spread all across the country and here they are grace and thieves with Eye of the Storm.
So it seems to be not just you, but it seems to be everybody that's just passion that's driving them. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the bands that we have on the label or people who are involved in helping the label, they're not in it to get famous or make money. I mean, they, they're in it because they love the music or they love the idea behind the label. Um, Steven, who was on your show recently, is one of my biggest supporters. He just tells everybody, like, look, this is awesome. It's just a bunch of people trying to get music out there, which is basically what it is. Every band I work with has no ego, and they're they're trying just to get music out there because they love it, and they love what they're singing about, and they love what their place within their own local scene is. You brought up some time ago in our conversation here about how originally it started as a punk label, Veritas did, but really you guys offer so much. I think that's probably one of the most interesting aspects about Veritas is just the diversity in styles on it, because you know, you're running punk pop punk doom metal hardcore prog rock but you know one of the oddest bands that you have to have has to be easter teeth i mean (laughs) blending soul and hardcore what did you think when you first heard the band uh man i love those guys uh jimmy from platoon 1107 he said hey by the way i've got these friends that I don't know what label would want anything to do with them because they're just so weird. And I thought, oh, that means probably Jesse's into them. And um, <laughs> turns out he was correct. Um, I like anything just weird and uh, unique. Uh, not necessarily weird, per se, for, not for the sake of being weird, but anything unique, anything that uh, has some authenticity and passion behind it. And uh, Easter Teeth definitely falls right in there. They're a couple of the nicest guys I've ever dealt with or talked to. And I absolutely love their music and I'm excited. They're working on recording this winter. We're going to have a, a new release by them coming out soon. Um, so that's very cool. It's really captivating. Yeah, and unfortunately I've never seen them live, but uh, <laughs> from what I hear, it's it's even better live. So uh, if you live anywhere near, you know, find them on Facebook or whatever social media and find out where they're playing and when they're playing and if you live near there go check it out it's uh it's sure to be a fantastic time
Well, somebody else that I was really surprised to find was Victor Griffin of Pentagram doing stuff with a band called Engraved. Did that surprise you, his approach to you? Um, well, actually, um, I'm going to sound like a new school poser, I guess, but I knew Place of Skulls before I knew Pentagram. And okay. Place of Skulls was his other, you know, his project that he's still active with. And um, I found out he was in Pentagram, and I kind of, I was, I really was a newcomer to Pentagram, and I, in talking with Victor, and there's a documentary on Bobby on Netflix, it's real interesting, kind of got to the backstory and man what an interesting whole group of bands there and interesting people and you know what a life what a story they've had and lived through and um victor is by far in my opinion one of the greatest guitarists around today at least for my money i mean i love the style that engraved album is it takes some time to become an all-time favorite you know and it was only released a year or two ago but it's becoming one of my all-time favorite albums i really love that album uh he's just such a great guitarist as a growing up as a punk guitarist, I kind of, despite my kind of metal roots, I kind of abhorred guitar solos. And uh, Victor is one of those guys that makes me love guitar solos. Nothing cheesy, very intense, very soulful, very very meaningful. And yeah, I just I can't say enough good things about Engraved.
Slaves BC. That really grabbed me. Those guys, I don't even remember how I got in touch with those guys, but um, I know Josh pretty well. Josh is their singer and drummer, and he does a lot of art. He did artwork for the the split with Grace and Thieves, um, and he's got some more artwork for a couple upcoming projects. I just, I really like those guys. Those guys are an example of um, great songwriting, great musicianship. Uh, they're super great guys. They've got a good work ethic. In my opinion, they could be on a major label touring with all kinds of big bands if they were willing to, you know, give up on their families and go out on the road 240 days a year. And um, anybody deserves a big deal. Uh, it's probably those guys. And um, I, I love everything I have of theirs. They've got a couple releases. They kind of self-released. They've got a split seven-inch. They were in the process of putting out when we started talking. They now have the split LP with Grace and Thieves, and they're working on a full-length LP. And this year, they're they're giving away a song a month. They're re-recording some of their old demo songs, and we're gonna have a free digital Christmas comp pretty soon. They're gonna have a song on that, and so there's they're just getting ready to just start pouring out all kinds of music. Keep an eye on them. I've got to agree with Jesse. I mean, Slaves BC really have their own style of metal. Listen to Dust from the Slaves BC album Ecclesiastes.
some of the artists on Veritas, they're very opinionated. And sometimes I could see how it could rub even people a little bit raw. But over mortal, they don't fudge on anything, do they? <laughs> no, uh, they really don't. And over mortal is another kind of unique band that just has a sound that I, you know, grew up on that kind of skate punk sound, and I love it. And I don't know if Nick contacted me or if I can't remember exactly, but I just liked it. And he was like, "Yeah, it's just me. No one else is willing to help." I'm like. All right, great. You're signed, I guess. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and he's working on some new material too. But yeah, he's he's super opinionated and he's super passionate about what he believes in, and um, that makes me like him even more. I'm a
I really think that Nick Mahaffey of Overmortal enjoys pushing people's buttons with lyrics like that. Listen, thanks for tuning in the antidote on Trent Radio 92.7 FM Peterborough and for our look into the music of Veritas Vinyl. But I got to bring something up. I've had a few comments from listeners wondering if I'm simply a tool of the artists who we feature on this show, but the answer is no. I choose all the topics and the music that airs on The Antidote, and I guess really my intention is just I'm hoping that listeners are willing to have their musical boundaries stretched a bit. Playing this kind of music is something that I really love, and that's the only thing that drives me to do this program. Okay, Christmas is coming up really quickly. I still haven't got my Christmas shopping done yet, but I have set up our annual The Antidote Christmas special with not 30 minutes, not one hour, not 90 minutes, but yes, two hours of Christmas music. And now I am suddenly like an infomercial. Next week, tune back in at nine for an hour of some relatively mellow old favorites and a few new songs. But now for the second hour, I was asked this week if there was such a thing as Christmas music from Christian hardcore bands. You're going to find on the second hour of the antidote as we dial things up with a metal set list that's going to run from 10 until 11. So you're definitely going to want to listen in next week. But we're going to head back to tonight's topic, the music found on Veritas Vinyl. We'll finish our chat with Jesse Jeremiah. And we're going to close off this episode with a song we heard a few weeks ago, Fear of Silence from Unteachers. And we're going to see you again next week at 9. What's been the best thing for you doing this with Veritas? Um, it's a lot of fun to be involved in records and music. Um, it's exciting at times. It's neat to get interact with, you know, with some of the represses, some of my musical heroes and be involved with very creative people all that's really cool um i'm sitting in my office type room here and i've got all every color variant of every record i've pressed hanging up on the wall it's very nice to look up and see it um all that is great but ultimately in john 15 jesus says you were made to do things i gave you work to do i made you to do this work when you do that work my joy is made complete in you and i feel like this is what god wants me to do and that's where the joy from it comes. It's certainly not in packing up records till 2 a.m. <laughs> it's certainly not in a, a bank statement that is just bleeding cash for records. My uh, accountant kind of hates me sometimes, but um, that's where the joy comes from. It's it's a lot of work and it's a lot of hassle to do this, and there's some reward, but that's not that's not really enough to keep me going. Really, it's it's the fact that I believe it's what God wants me to do, and that's ultimately where the joy in doing it comes from. Well, before we start to close up here, what's coming from Veritas? Like, you're not going to be giving any kind of announcement that you're going to be putting out 8-tracks and cassettes, are you? (laughs) No, uh, I listened to 8-tracks and cassettes when I was a kid quite a bit just because it was what was available, but um, I really don't like the tape format. It wear out so fast. I know cassettes are kind of the new trend, but I'm just not into it. Like I said, if I'm not into it, I'm probably not putting it out because I have to be into it. But uh, now we're just going to keep putting out some records. I kind of go dark from October to December because with my real job, I get real busy. So I'm not really in production or pre-production for anything. But we've got plans for a handful of 7 inches and a couple LPs next year that we'll be uh, getting cranking on early in, in January. And probably just a lot more of the same. We're open to 
uh, just keep putting out good music and supporting artists that we are really into. And where do people find your records? VeritasVinyl.net. We're on Facebook and whatever, that kind of stuff. But whatever social media changes come and go, you can always find links to the store or the band camp or Facebook at VeritasVinyl.net. Well, Jesse, it's been a real pleasure talking with you about Veritas Vinyl. And, man, best of luck with your business. Yeah, thanks very much. It was good talking to you, and uh, hope to talk again soon. 